0: So, um, throughout this Advent season, we have been doing the Patmos prayer with Bishop Todd. Uh, I did the one earlier this year. And I'm good. Yep, okay. Um, So we're doing that again. So um, part of that uh, is exploring the ways that we pray over scripture and through scripture and in scripture, um, to the point of having a, a, a real or lived experience in the passage. So that's something that's familiar to me, and I'm happy to sort of be learning language that structures around that. So a few weeks ago, Bishop Todd actually asked me to spend some time in that format in this passage um, for something upcoming this week. and. So I did that, and when I was sharing it with Lawrence and Wanda earlier, um, they were like, you've got to to share that here. So what I thought was going to be the prelude to Brett's sermon turns out I'm the sermon. (laughs) And here we go. So um, what I want to bring to you today is, so that experience, that experience of mine in this Imaginative prayer, living in this, um, and the kind of excellent thing is that I happen to be a shepherd who lives out in a field nearby. <laughs> um, and what I want to, so what I'm gonna, what I called this was the sign of the shepherd. So we're gonna, we're gonna go through this with the signs that I um, have drawn out as a result of that experience. So. Um, Signs are a big deal to me. Signs uh, in my seasons are a big deal as a farmer. It's when we decide to pull hay off or when we are baling hay is the sign that the moisture content is too high and stop baling hay or you'll have moldy hay. I have signs that I use with my dogs. My dogs race around my field barking different barks and I can tell when that bark means something I need to pay attention to. So that's a sign of... Uh, something I need to divert from what I'm doing and go over and check out what they're doing. Um, And I have signs with my sheep that maybe one of my ewes starts pulling away from the rest of the flock. That's a sign that I would go and um, take that ewe into my barn where I've got lambing jugs prepared. And those are those tiny, they're like a small temporary pen that I keep with fresh bedding, and water with molasses, and I've got hay nets in. Uh, So those are spaces that I prepare for my use for labor in the spring when I'm getting ready for lambing. Um, So the first sign I want to talk to you about is the sign of the angels in the field. Um, And as as I'm in this experience, I'm imagining myself out in my own field with my sheep at night doing the, the regular things that I would do. Um, so it's a place, firstly, that I expect to be. And it's also a place that God expects me to be, because he sends his messenger to that very place. So the the sign, to me, of the angel showing there is um, not so much that I'm in the right spot, but that I can expect God in my Places that I usually am, so he, he shows up for me right where I am in the fields that I live in, doing the very things that I I expect to do. Um, and he's not he's not waiting to show up when I make it to the right place, but he comes right and brings me a message right where I am. So this uh, the second sign. <laughs> I actually got a little bit stuck with because, and I call it the sign of terror and glory, and here's here's Craig's prelude of mourning, um, I didn't actually want to stick with that word fear or terror, that they were terrified. Firstly, not actually because I thought, oh, I don't like the idea of terror. That's uncomfortable. I actually thought shepherds aren't people who are terrified usually. These are people that are routinely out in the dark, chasing down animals that are larger than ourselves, that have sharper teeth. <laughs> um, and we even have we even have this ancestry biblically of of um, Shepherds who are not terrified. We have David who, will, who runs headlong in to, and takes down giants. So shepherds are actually people who regularly stand in places that are filled with fear and, and stand there quite readily. Um, so it, it struck me a little bit when, the, when I felt the Spirit prompting me to stay with the word fear, stay with the idea of being terrified in the dark, in this situation that I'm normally in. So like Francis was talking last week, she was explaining to us like, what would it be like? What would that, would it be like Aurora Borealis? Would it be um, fireworks? Um, So my first thought, whatever it is, whatever this thing is that fills up my space and fills me with paralyzing (laughs) terror is that everything I am responsible for all my sheep are now fleeing headlong into the night in my experience sheep scatter far faster than they gather so as I stand here in this fully different experience of my everyday I realize God has something to say to me in my terror. And that that place between terror and glory are very thin. They're very close together. So now we come to the actual sign because the angels say this is the sign. So this is the one sign that was actually labeled. And it's the sign of the manger. This will be the sign we will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Going back into my imaginative prayer, I, I imagine myself actually leaving behind my responsibilities, not gathering my sheep that I've I've left because of the glory of God, that that they're not they're not a factor for me at this point. And I rush back to my own barn, and I'm kind of dimly aware actually that I've I've prepared a place. This is a place in my life, again, that I'm actually expected to be. It's a place that is normal. You would find a shepherd in her barn. That's, pretty, that's a pretty normal thing. So God, again, is even sending me in a place that I, that I already am. He hasn't changed that for me. His message is in line with the places that I am. So I go back to my barn, and I have this place prepared. And I, it, it gives me a sense of I've prepared to meet Jesus in my normal place again. And I pick up this tiny bean, and I'm imagining Geneva's baby, who we're expecting so soon now, and picking up a tiny bean and holding it and welcoming this baby with the same wonder that I welcome all of my lambs into this world. And it just hits me so much like a ram that you've turned your back on. Like, if you've done that, it's like getting hit by a truck. It is like getting hit by a truck. It hits me with that force. And it's the sign of the barn. Our Savior is born in a barn, not simply because there was no room at the inn, but because he is the Lamb of God. And lambs are born in barns, not inns. The first people that God sends out to greet his son are the very people experienced in recognizing lambs. He sends shepherds. In this, the inn falls short. It's not a space that could actually contain him. And then we come to the final sign. The sign of the shepherd. When I pick up my ram lambs when they're first born, there's always a little bit of a heartfall because I get to keep my ewe lambs. They all stay in my breeding program so I can bond with them differently. My ram lambs, I have to say goodbye to usually. A good shepherd can mark a lamb for slaughter from birth. So we have the Lamb of God, born in a barn as all lambs are, and is marked for death by the knowing of a shepherd upon the very day of his birth. This is that terrible glory So my question for you to carry through this Christmas are these. Where is God wanting to meet you in ordinary places, marking them as sacred by his presence, bringing you messages of joy, and pointing you towards the place that you will find his incarnate son? My guess is it's places you already are. It's places you expect to be this work week. What things in your life do you want to call terrible, or sad, or heavy? Are they unplanned and unpredicted? They are all of these things. But might God be inviting you to see his glory in them too? Finally, what do you think God wants to re- reveal to you about your identity, your purpose, your incarnation? the very significance of which could not be seen in any other place, but is rather because of the very place you find yourself in right now. I stand on a sharp edge of some exceedingly heavy choices and have been enduring some terribly challenging circumstances this year. And what I find is that I stand out in this field called terrible and dare to name it the glory of God. And I am left speechless in utter awe of living wonder. So I choose to worship, not despite the place I find myself in, but because of it. For my God is speaking beautiful words of identity over me as his child, his friend, his bride. For the lamb marked for slaughter is victoriously alive evermore. He is kicking up his hooves and racing his woolly form along with all of my other lambs who leap with glee as we head back out to a field nearby. Thank you.